0: Or you could be like me on the Patreon bonus episodes and record a three-hour gaming session half on the wrong microphone and half with my microphone (laughs) not on. What? Uh, and then have to edit together the other people's parts and forensically reconstruct what I should have said, re-record it, and manually time every word. Rob,
1: no, it's the worst it story I've ever heard about podcast <laughs> production. It and wasn't good. We had good. to record the last episode of Gamma Crawl like four times. Yeah, no, this was very,
0: very bad. <laughs> like, oh my god. Welcome back, one and all, to River Do's and River Don'ts. It's the podcast where we go through each inexplicable banana pants episode of the Riverdale TV program, share with you what our favorite thing that happened was, our River Do, our least favorite thing, our River Don't, and our weekly weirdness, the just crazy stuff that happens, which we can now rely on pretty much every episode upping the ante in that regard, it seems. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Chapter 23, The Blackboard Jungle, directed by Tim Hunter and written by Britta London and Brian E. Patterson. I'm I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Quinn.
2: And I'm Kat. Holy smokes, is that true? I I forgot that uh, we hadn't already discussed this one. I I was so ready Uh-oh. to jump into the wrestler already.
1: Oh, no, we got to (laughs) wait. We (laughs) got to build to the wrestler. We don't
2: get to go to the wrestler already? Dang.
0: Letting you bind the curtain listeners a little bit, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded before, and I don't know if we're still good at it, or if we were ever good at it, but you know what? We're gonna have fun doing this, and that's Look, what's important. We are. One
1: thing I can say definitively about River do's and River Don'ts is that its schedule has never mattered at all in <laughs> relation to the release of the television show Riverdale. It's fine. People will be talking about Riverdale for years and years to come. I'm sure that it doesn't have to be topical. It will be the last artifact of humanity discovered millennia from now
2: they'll put out a golden record that's just riverdale
1: please do actually if you can't fit it all on one golden disc i will accept the cheryl blossom collection as a substitute
0: oh man that's that's but fair this episode whew, yeah oh, speaking of War cheryl Jungle. blossom yeah shall i do my beat by beat thing yeah like, we start out with jughead claiming that the black hood saga is over Uh, in, in narration. And we get Veronica doing some business with her mom, sort of being involved in that world. And we quickly cut over to a relatively problematic Cheryl Blossom scene. Oh boy, yes. This is where it starts. So, turns out, Penelope is making money by sleeping with people. And that's apparently her job now. And, like, the way that Cheryl reacts to it is... Keyword reacts? Like, she's being very reactionary about it? Yes. Like, and I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. She says
1: such inflammatory things as, I cannot believe that I have been living in a bordello.
0: I mean, like... We've discussed, she's the Vegeta of Riverdale, like, she has a bunch of, like, unlikable qualities that are slowly being warmed up and, like, a lot of hidden brilliance and stuff. Yes, much like Vegeta. Vegeta or Cordelia Chase from Buffy, but then they throw this kind of garbage in there, here and there, like, so many weird backsteps with the victim blaming in the Chuck episode and this... And it's just like, please stop doing... Like, this is counterproductive to the arc you're trying to do.
1: Yes. Unlike Vegeta, this was not Mondo cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. This was written by a bad man. It's such a
2: fascinating... Like She starts doing it, and my instinct is like, okay, is this that she doesn't want her mom to be doing this, and she's having a family emotion? Or is this a bad writing decision, Riverdale? I
0: think you know the
1: answer to that, I think
0: that it's bad writing because, like, why on earth would she have affection for Penelope? Penelope's horrible. No, you're
2: right. Of course you're right. But it's back, Riverdale's back in my favorite territory, which is uh, Schrodinger's writing decisions, you know?
0: Oh, God, there's some big ones in these episodes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. Their stalwart commitment to just... Pretending that they know how things work with this show, <laughs> like
1: the law, <laughs> oh,
0: like gosh. so you never know. Like you, you have to wait and see how things shake out. You have to kind of sometimes watch to the full conclusion of a story arc to understand if any part of it made a bit of goddamn sense. Wait
1: until we get to our third episode tonight, and we talk about property law in Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a lot.
2: Oh, very exciting. I'm I'm so excited to get there.
0: So, yeah, Cheryl has a real bad take. Riverdale could make me excited about the law. Uh, It's like like that schoolhouse rock thing um, all over again. But, yeah, Cheryl's take on uh, sex work is gross, and I don't like it and I don't like them doing this to a character that I like. So moving on to hopefully more comfortable territory, Hiram and Hermione are checking to make sure that Veronica is still on their side and on board with their plans, and she promises to help control some sort of mysterious situation that's going to unfold at school soon. Dun-dun-dun. Fred, over at the Andrews household, asks Archie if he has happened to have said anything to anybody about a certain medical bill that has mysteriously been paid. And Archie's like, Well, I, I only told Veronica she wouldn't. Oh, yeah, she would. <laughs> oh, envy. <NBN>. Uh, <laughs> 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 and uh, then we get a reference to Archie apparently going to start a band. And for the sake of my experience watching this show, I fucking hope he does. <laughs> I believe. Stupid band drama. Age is going to be great.
1: Good. Sh- like, subgenre of Riverdale. I also believe that he said that he would call the band The Fredheads before stepping out the door. Are you for
0: serious? I forgot that. That is what the
1: subtitles told me. (sighs) That's so much cooler than
2: what he's actually going to call it, though. Because Uh, he's going to, like, call it... The Toilet
1: Guns? No.
2: (laughs) Uh, It's going to be, like, The Archies.
0: Isn't that, like, actually a real band? Yes. They Mm -hmm. did... The hit song, Sugar Sugar. God's sake. Um, Again, of course, interrupt me anytime you want for Cats Comics Corner.
2: Yeah, well, that's what it is. Cats Comics Corner, his band is called the Archies. So,
0: a band. Great. And someone's taking creepy surveillance pictures of Archie. And according to the soundtrack, I need to feel threatened. Yes. Veronica admits that her parents did in fact pay the medical bill. And Archie actually doesn't do the pride thing like he doesn't act overly affronted about it like he seems to recognize the reality of their situation oh which i was pleasantly surprised by Uh, thanks for helping my dad not go bankrupt yeah and then we uh we hang out with the gang some and kevin is reading the damnation game by clive barker who's one of my favorite writers
1: (laughs) He is very conspicuously reading that. Yes. He I really did not. Is. I saw it was a Clive Barker novel. I did not see that it was the Damnation Game.
0: I recognize the cover. That is <laughs> delicious. So that's fun. And now the episode sort of kicks into gear because <laughs> Principal Weatherby comes on the PA with the announcement that Southside High is literally shut down and that some of the kids are transferring to Riverdale High. This episode is going to get. So much crazier. Like what?
1: Yay! They shut down
0: the school.
1: Well,
2: <laughs>
0: it's just yeah, like, you know the thing the that the show happens. doesn't know how things work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, Rob. I think uh, I think you're forgetting that sometimes in in life, uh, mayors shut down schools and transfer half, half of the uh, populace just just the hot kids to <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two, other schools filled with hot kids.
0: Uh, oh my god! Yes, yeah. man, it's and like McCoy
1: overnight. Arrived at the school and personally ranked the children on a ten-point scale. And <laughs> anyone oh,
0: who was seven and under, <laughs> they got shipped off to the bad school. <laughs> yep. Uh... And then in a perfect example of, there's probably a succinct name for this, but I'll describe the dynamic and you guys tell me if you know what it's called, where you recognize that there's a problem in your writing. (laughs) <laughs> and you try to put a lampshade on it to kind of be jokey about it but what you actually do is you draw a huge amount of attention to the problem with it instead
2: oh yeah there is a word for that it's
0: it's, it's like a it's a narrative sort of like flavor of like almost a Streisand effect uh, but well like it's with trying to be flippant about it and failing yes anyway <laughs> they do that.
1: A lot in Riverdale.
0: Veronica literally says, it's probably a bizarre Byzantine town ordinance that we couldn't possibly understand. And that's what she actually says. That's a quote. Yes, <sighs> correct. Yep. This good. town is good. nothing but Byzantine ordinances. Good thing that whole part of the story is handled. Um. <laughs> yeah, great. So then we switch to Tony and Jughead, and Tony's praising Jughead. For something he wrote for its quality of being Lovecraftian. I hate this. Yeah. And. Kill she me. Asks, <laughs> she asks him if he wrote it on a typewriter. And he, he says, Oh, yeah. I really wanted to get into Lovecraft's headspace. And, dude, do you know who that is? No, you don't. You, absolutely you don't want to be in his headspace. He,
2: he was the worst. Hey, though. That's got to be the most teenager he's been in a while. I guess Uh, that's true. Point for
0: him there.
1: But also a a large reduction of points for wanting to get into the headspace of H.P. Lovecraft. Notorious, hateful racist,
0: (laughs) even for his own time. Yes, like as I have said on my own show had lovecraft not been born in the era he was he wouldn't have written any stories if he was in the modern era he would be a 4chan troll yeah honestly we're kind of lucky that there wasn't an internet when he was alive (laughs) so we then get sweet pea and a guy named fangs who are excited (laughs) about going to riverdale high and beating up rich kids thanks
2: fogarty Cat's Comics cor- Corner. Thanks, Fogarty, Da-da-da! is a classic old villain. Or not? I guess villain. He's a bully. He's a bully who used to beat them up when they were babies in Little Archie.
0: Oh. I see. Yeah. Well, in uh, this one, he's just another hot dude in a
1: jacket. Yes, yes, yes he is. Correct. <laughs> oh, boy. There's going to be a lot of talk about fashion, because they made some disastrous choices for Sweet Pea this episode. Some absolute <laughs> clothes crimes happened to Sweet Pea. I look forward to hearing
0: about it. So, yeah, of course, this wanting to get into Lovecraft's headspace thing is an excuse that, like, it's actually a gift from Betty and you didn't want to talk about it. And this is another classic example of making an excuse for something that's worse than the actual thing. Not good. So we head over to the lodges who appear to have purchased Mayor McCoy's help with the school thing to buy the lowered value land and they fucking do it again they literally try to lampshade how fast we forget stuff in our culture by using the example of how quick we've forgotten about the black hood fuck you Riverdale. yep yep it's uh it's probably not good to draw our attention to the fact that this show is not about the black hood anymore after that weird unsatisfying end to that storyline and a question mark to measure, that storyline yeah. well well,
2: uh, yeah, but since, I don't know. Do you think? The reason I think that they keep doing it is because I think that it's still about the Black
1: Hood. Well, Rob and sure. I were discussing this earlier off mic, and we think that they had a 13-episode <laughs> treatment for a season about the Black Hood, and now we're in and this then sort the of network weird said, middle
0: 22 where they're padding it out.
2: Mm, interesting. That makes a lot of sense.
0: It's how it feels, because... They might mention the black hood here and there, but like we're starting a run of episodes that are super not about the black hood. We're
2: definitely not about the black hood right now, right? So like I think we're gonna get back to the black hood, but at the moment, well, we you're fucking right. better, we're, as we
0: said. Like yeah. if that was the end, this is garbage, sure, and, yes. and not the good, tasty garbage that we expect of Riverdale. Yes. Yeah, I would
1: say that this episode kicks off what I'm going to informally call the chick saga. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, why Why not? F- fair enough name, yeah.
2: I think you're right. Um, yeah, that's a good way to, to think. <laughs> we had Black Hood part, part 1, The Chick Saga, Black Hood, Black part, Hood two. part 2, that's probably what we're doing, yeah. yeah.
0: Betty comes home to some nobody's home scary camera angle and sound design work and busts out some ostensibly mace, and Polly's here, and she had her babies, and she gave them horrible names. <laughs> Juniper and Dagwood.
2: <laughs> not not uh, ideal.
0: Those are those are names. Okay, fine, Polly. It's it's your job to name them, and you did your best. Um, she's living on a gross but, hippie farm. She is mean, living, living in a on cult. a in a yes. weird. It's like we don't know anything about it except every reference to it sounds like it's a weird cult. Guys, it's a cult. They have leaders. <laughs> yeah, the leaders of the farm. It's a freaking cult. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they might try to swerve because it's Riverdale, but, like, it doesn't sound great. C- um, you know what? You know who doesn't need to be throwing stones about bad judgment living with a cult, though, is Betty in this scene because she's getting all judgy McJudge pants about cutting the kids' grandparents out of their lives, and, oh, boy, is that not her call. Nope. And also really gross because of how bad they are as yes, parents. Hal and Alice are objectively bad parents.
1: They're
2: terrible.
0: And, Alice? like, Polly's decision yeah, to Alice. keep her children away from those people is, like, not only totally her decision, it's also basically a pretty good one. Yes. Like, it's yeah. it's not a bad choice. That is very valid. Hated that. Um, yeah. And she, she's, like, vindictively like, well, this little nightlight is mine. Uh, I guess they probably don't have electricity out in the M. Night Shyamalan movie you're living in now. And it sucked. Um, <laughs> it was a bad scene. But are are you guys ready for just a whole new level? <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> because I'm, Archie I'm so ready. gets approached by a fucking FBI special <laughs> agent.
1: This is the point. I can't say that though. I can't say this is the point that Riverdale went off the rails.
0: Because well, is... because if anything, if anything has resulted from this whole project, from this whole journey of Riverdews and River don'ts, it's us learning humility. <laughs> When it comes to having insight into how crazy this show can get, I have reached a Zen like acceptance. <laughs> Of my own lack of significance in this yes. equation. Like <laughs> yes. the, the Riverdale oh will do as Riverdale God. does, and my speculation doesn't matter. My <laughs> perspective is simply too small. I am as an ant before the majesty of its madness. So
2: this was definitely for me. This started this broke my
1: suspension of disbelief completely. The, the
0: Oh no, this, approach this he blew takes me away
1: is the worst police work I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: right. It's but so this, sloppy. It's so sloppy. This FBI agent, this one FBI agent, approaches this
1: teenager. <laughs> well, he's just walking down the street with his headphones in. And yep.
2: is gonna is gonna get all up in his grill about about Hiram Lodge. That's that's what this plot line is. And uh as he goes about, like, he does this and I'm I go No. No, <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe this for a second and then it goes on and i go well
0: i (laughs) feel like this is this is like the halloween episode except it's not halloween (laughs) like this is this is on the level of some of that shit that happened Uh, like what does this mean (laughs) for the rest of the show what on earth it's
2: this be this was absolutely Schrodinger's writing decision. It was very much like, well Oh
0: yeah.
2: Is is this your world building or not? I don't know what to
0: Is like, Archie no, an this, idiot and this, just. This scene this? fucking put me on notice. Is like, this, <laughs> yes
2: it yes, did. I just couldn't I I didn't know what to think because like I could buy I, I could absolutely buy this north side, south side nonsense. I could buy them just deciding that you can just cancel a school and cancel <laughs> a school and shift the, the hot kids around. You know, like you know, there's so much that doesn't
1: make any fucking sense. But, but, this, this? but this, this was too much. He
0: to Hello, sit. child. Child, I intend to run you as a high-risk CI. Yeah, He's like, I will not be informing your parents.
1: Your father is compromised, as is your girlfriend, but I trust you for reasons. Fucking crazy. I've heard from the FBI that you're a good boy, Archie. Would you care to help
0: me stop a crime's? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. So uh, yeah, let's do the beats here real quick. Um Agent Adams is a Riverdale homeboy and is investigating Hiram Lodge. He wants help taking him down from a high school boy. Why not? Uh and he just before any documents well, are signed or defense, anything, he's like hey, Sheriff kid, Keller sucks. Guys, well, yo, know, Sheriff Keller's awful. And That's guys,
2: true. he did have a fedora.
0: <laughs> 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 Um, I just, I I do feel that it's my duty to point out that, like, before documents are signed, before there's any, like, they're literally just on the street, right? (laughs) And he just fucking tells Archie what his plan to ensnare this mob boss is. He just tells him. He just tells him everything. So now that that my operation is fucked, (laughs) would you like to be part of it?
1: Well, and yes, like, at, I'm like, yeah. At that point, Archie could walk up, say like, "No," <laughs> and
0: then what are you well, gonna shit, do? Well, shit, kid. Now I have to kill you, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what the? It's such a weird. Like, that is not how you would do that. Um, and so he wants Archie to find out what happened to Nick Saint Clair, and and he says, "Well, no, 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 kid. We're not gonna consult with your dad on it because he might be in on it. So fuck the law." I will again. He intends to basically run a minor as a secret agent in an organized crime case. <laughs> and I tell you what, the standards he holds Archie to are very strange. Oh my god! This was some extra goddamn stuff from Riverdale. Uh, it took me a while to recover.
1: Uh, spoiler alert:
0: this plot thread
1: only gets crazier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot.
1: Oh, God. So, okay. What starts as a humble meeting in a park will end with Papa Poutine.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to survive this recording, no. you guys. Um, so, We've
2: got to pace ourselves.
0: It turns out Archie now wants Fred to not accept the money, which seems like a little weird to me based on his reaction to the information earlier in the episode, but pff, Whatever. No, it's it, crimes now, uh, Rob. It turns, it turns out that it wasn't really fully a gift. Like, the Lodges got 20% of Andrew's construction for it. Apparently, they're going to let him buy it back piece by piece, so it's kind of more of a loan than a gift, which makes it a little less surprising that they did it, to be honest. So I'm fine with that plot development. That's, like, that's the Lodges being the Lodges. So we move back to Alice, who is on the scent with the... Because she's such a sharp-eyed journalist, she's noticed that it may be abnormal for a high school to close overnight all of a sudden.
1: There's something wrong because about this <laughs> Southside High situation.
0: Her journalistic acumen is just too perceptive. You're not going to get past her with this one. <laughs> At least someone in Riverdale recognizes this is
1: not normal.
2: My note on it is, though, all in caps, why do you care, Alice? Because if we keep, if we track her stuff, like... It
0: was literally exactly what she wanted. It was
2: exactly what she wanted.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, but do you do you think that... Give me a second. Scroll, 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 scroll. Britta London and Brian E. Patterson had any idea that that's what she wanted? <laughs> oh,
2: Okay. <laughs> Great point.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Glad I could help.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm, Yeah.
0: Betty can't bring herself to tell Alice about the bad tree name babies. So that's that. Jughead tells FP at Pops that the cover story for the high school thing is a fake meth basement, which is interesting that a high school child has already... Poked a hole in the reason that they're doing it the day that it happened. Good. Good sign. Betty shows up asking for help finding the long lost Cooper baby now that Svenson is out of the picture. And it's apparently the The reason that she wants to do this is to help Alice now that Polly's sort of out of the picture.
1: Rob <laughs> Let me explain something to you. <laughs> what? As someone who comes from a family of seven children, children are essentially replaceable and interchangeable
0: they're modular Jeez.
1: simply filling a void at least it's that's what my parents taught me
0: yeah oh quinn <laughs> it's okay but we yeah. don't talk anymore yeah well that's good but this is so weird what what even is betty <laughs> the, like the w- motivation here
1: does not follow through at
0: all She's lonely. She needs a new boy. It makes sense. So <laughs> Maybe she can pick sense. back up the one she threw away 18 years ago or 20 some years ago or whatever. It's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> I don't get it. We then cut to Archie at the Lodges for dinner. Veronica wants his support welcoming the new students, formerly of Southside. I just want to point out that Hiram and Hermione are. Not particularly good at denying the fact that they completely orchestrated Nick St. Clair's car accident. No, they're so bad at it. Hiram is... It's... Everything he says makes him sound
1: so incredibly guilty. But I was also going to say Archie leads off that conversation just by going basically, well... It's not like I'm a cop or anything, but <laughs> whatever happened to that Nick St. Clair kid?
0: Yeah, I think everyone is about equally good at subtlety in this scene. But at least everyone is equally
1: bad at picking up on the notes that everyone else is dropping. So they're yeah, like, true. yes,
0: I'll take this as a good faith question. <laughs> yep, great. So then we get to oh, Veronica God. and Archie. Welcoming the serpents to Southside High, more or less. Yes. This and scene. Yes. I need to just
2: <clears throat> we gotta break take it a down. moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: I need to take a moment to explain to you, in case you haven't seen it, or if it's been more than honestly five minutes since you've seen this scene, you probably forgot. You should review just how some of this much footage. I believe, in my humble opinion, has a now at least like small level of experience filmmaker that Cheryl is given by far the most dramatic entrance in the history of western film
2: it's so good there's <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no cat said it best the music sting that they use destroys me she descends That staircase, like a meteor on a collision course with the earth. I just watched Infinity War today, (laughs) the the time of recording, and there is not a single 15 seconds in that film for which this music would not be too fucking much. (laughs) And this is her walking down some stairs.
2: (laughs) In slow-mo with Reggie in tow.
0: Yes, it's... Again, it's like, this isn't something that, like, the podcast medium does justice to. Go watch this. Please. Uh, Please. If you've seen it and you're not on the same page with us on this, watch it again because you're wrong. Watch it again and uh, consider the marriage here of audio and visual. It is, I think that, I think that extra can now be defined (laughs) in a 10 second clip of video.
2: So, yeah, we're not doing enough to set it up for you.
0: No, we can't.
2: We can't, like right we can't like the the serpent kids are there and like they're they're tony and sweepy and fangs they're they're great and they have like their own personal sense of style and then there's cheryl
1: yeah no veronica has set up a very nice table she's like Here's your schedules. Here's a list of extracurriculars and sports. We hope that you can drink from the well of knowledge that Riverdale High has to offer.
0: And Cheryl just descends like a fucking
1: Valkyrie. Yeah. It It is almost incomprehensible how insane this music is. It's I have echoes of it in my head, but I know that it's not as dramatic as it actually was.
0: No, because your mind is clinging to sanity. You're still holding on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cheryl, again, has some really fucking horrible takes about poor people, oh and boy. it makes me sad. Well, yeah. She's like, I don't want this trash dirtying up my school, because you grub now suckers. I'm terrible again. Tony and Cheryl are about ready to punch each other, and- My
2: note is that they should smooch a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah. Weatherby breaks up the tension, and Cheryl threatens Archie with- <laughs> clandestinely taken pics of him kissing Betty over his support of the South Side folks showing up. You might want to reconsider your allegiance, she says. Archie then talks to Cheryl, who demands that he convinces Veronica to take sides against the South Side, or she'll be sharing the picture. But Archie wants to talk about what happened with Nick Sinclair, which Cheryl sort of changes her tune when she hears that that's what this is about. And... This is something that over the course of watching this, probably because of the long break between uh, recordings or whatever, I had actually forgotten that Archie never found out that Nick also tried to assault Veronica. Mm -hmm. And so Cheryl tells him that, and he literally says that he's going to murder him. I feel like this round goes to Cheryl. Like, she sort of got what she wanted out of this situation, I think. But he's on a mission, and I'm sure he's going to think it through about as much as he thinks anything through. So that's going to be exciting. Oh, Archie. But we'll, I mean, we'll talk about the the details of that in a, in a bit. Um, again,
1: however, it's very much a Schrodinger's writing decision thing where I don't know if it's as much as Archie thinks anything through as much as it is the writer's room of Riverdale think, thinks anything through. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: Sure, but if it were comics Archie he'd do the same thing.
1: That is at least that is true to character. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. But other
2: people, other characters within the Archie universe would make better decisions. Not Archie Andrews, never him.
1: Yeah. Never this miserable trash goblin
0: yeah well i mean and like well we're getting ahead of ourselves but like i feel like jughead is attempting to supplant oh. archie's <laughs> position at the you know the the summit of trash boy mountain trash boy. in this season uh Jughead's so we'll, we'll talk about that
1: doing some shit
0: but anyway, movie. speaking of Jughead, his social worker says that Betty's brother is named Charles Smith and he was never adopted. He just lived in the system until he turned 18. Veronica greets the Southside Serpents and Fangs Fogarty apparently used to hang out with Joaquin and heard all about Kevin.
2: Hmm. hmm. I wonder what
0: that's going to be. Um. So we then get the school seal having been serpent graffitied and just the most obvious false flag, blame the other guy thing ever.
1: This encounter with Principal Weatherby is genuinely confusing to me. As someone who spent literally any time in a high school, I only attended two years of high school and then I left, and I still know enough about high school that all of the rules he's about to lay down should be in your rules
0: for running a high school the second you open the doors. (laughs) Yep 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 my note is weatherby puts down the hard line about no gang shit policy that should have already existed for like 20 years don't (laughs) flash your tats so that's apparently something that they forgot was part of running high schools in riverdale yes cool anyway reggie
1: in this scene also defends like places the blame on them with principal weatherby by saying this is what they do they mark their territory <laughs> like their dogs.
2: Uh, <sighs> that's uh, Riverdale, whatever their high school is, what the, whatever the name of the nice kids high school is. I think like it's, Riverdale it's Riverdale High. It's just Riverdale high, high. Yeah, Riverdale High reminds me a lot of my high school, specifically, which was a private school, and it feels it really often feels like the writers don't understand that it's not supposed to be a private school. Right. Because, like, it operates like one, has a budget like one, seems Mm -hmm. to have a board like one. I'm just like, guys...
0: And their sports team is the fighting naive people. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's really just like guys. <laughs> if it's supposed to be a public school, it would have stuff like that. But like my private school, obviously, wouldn't have had. There was no reason. Well, for We it don't to have, have any that. reason
1: to be worried about gangs. We don't have
2: a reason to be worried about gangs. Um, oh my god. but but it's one of those fascinating things that it's just like yeah, probably all of these writers didn't go to public school. Sure. Right. But do you want? But but just make it a private school. If you wanted to write a private school, right, Riverdale, why?
0: But I think that the writers do have the baseline understanding that private school makes it less relatable to the teen demographic that you're trying to get. Right. Uh, and so they know that it needs to be a public school, but they don't know what a public school is like. But like, f- fuck doing research. Am I right? It's so
2: fascinating because like, okay, I went to a private school, right? But- it's not like I haven't been inside public schools. It's not like I haven't done a bunch of stuff there. It's not like I don't understand that this isn't how a
1: public like, school works. It's just literally one of the first lines of every dress code I've ever had to read involves do not wear like gang, gang shit. paraphernalia. You cannot have <laughs> tattoos that are visible. Like it's
0: very basic stuff. And as someone who has worked in public high schools a lot and had to help break up gang-motivated fights, if they're just allowed to wear their gang stuff to school, it would be so much worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: (sighs) (laughs) I mean, I (laughs) think the only thing in a dress code that comes above that is weird spaghetti strap police. Mm -hmm. Like, nope, it's got to be at least one and a half inches thick. And
0: yeah. yeah, most, most dress codes start with terrible sexist rule and then obvious <laughs> rule about gang things. Yep.
1: So yes, Weatherby says, no jackets, no, no gang tats.
0: stuff. It, it occurs to me that maybe that's important. Good. Good job, Weatherby. Always, always a step ahead, <laughs> that principle, Weatherby. He is
1: perhaps the most reactionary of all of Riverdale's incredibly reactionary leaders and authority <laughs> figures.
2: Uh, I like the, I, hey, I like the reactionary world building. It does great. <laughs> it does so many good things. And a thing where oh. we got, and a thing oh, where we got special Agent Oh shit, we're in a corner.
0: Agent Make Adams. a thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: We really dug oh. ourselves into a corner here with this Hiram Lodge thing.
0: <laughs> Betty now tells her parents that Polly had the kids. She tells them about... Charles, quote, Charles, and Hal freaks out. Alice seems more measured about the whole thing, but says that Hal's right and that's not, that it's not particularly relevant. But oh boy, is this going to be a thing. <laughs> Jughead angrily asks if brain implants are going to be the next thing after the dress code. This was
1: so un. <laughs> believably out of character they make us take off
0: our skins they're policing us what are they gonna do next he's actually a teenager for a second and it's weird because i'm not used to it and
1: credit to cole sprouse his conspiratorial teenage like screed was very very much affecting that teenage boy thing
2: i love when he's a teen it's so it's cute. Good.
0: It's good. Yes, it is. It's um, adorable. And, and like this is underscored by the fact that Tony and Sweet Pea are like just fine yeah, with fine. taking off the jackets at school. They're like, <laughs> they're dude, like, just really calm reasonable. down. They're like, dude, this is rad. This school has <laughs> yeah. funding. And I need to point out that this is after the White Worm and the Mortal Kombat 2 machine that they're playing is Scorpion versus, you guessed it, Reptile. <sighs>
2: The show can't help itself.
0: No. Special Agent Bad at Procedure checks in with Archie, <laughs> who tells him that Nick's accident may not have been an accident. The suit agrees to protect Fred and suggests that Archie use a cover story to get to Nick and find out some confirmation. Nick is not in the same state, you guys. He's not in the same state he is as in Riverdale.
1: York. Riverdale and is apparently quite close to New
0: York. Well, Riverdale is apparently its own state, too, because uh, there have been license plates in the show that just say Riverdale fuck holy <laughs> shit what? oh my god at least watch no watch the Halloween episode again like they're they're literally uh, license plates that say Riverdale
1: you're tearing my shit apart
0: Rob <laughs> add to the list of things that this writer's room doesn't know how they work states and cities
2: god damn it <laughs>
0: Why? Why? McCoy is Why? mayor, Why?
1: governor, and god emperor of Riverdale. S-
0: I've been waiting for the right moment to bring that up for Why such a long you do time. This to us? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I fuck I understand nothing anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Riverdale is, is Dadaism. It's uh <laughs> my
2: world is crumbling.
0: Yeah, no. Anyway so There's this like interstate travel that is somehow set up and somehow carried out, and we just don't see goddamn any of it. And it, like, or its impact on Archie's busy, 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 busy life because he's in every sport and every, everything, and it just doesn't matter. So that's, so that's that. That's, that's the thing that happens. (sighs) Archie then visits Thornhill or maybe Thistle House. Thistle House, yeah. Bramble Hell. (laughs) I don't like saying that there could, Yep, saying that there could be another check from the St. Clairs, if they want, and wants to borrow a j- jersey of Jason's. What the fuck? Can you help? Can either of you help? Or do we just need to keep going?
2: Well, we do. I mean, so- hey man, sometimes you need to do that.
0: He's just like, Cheryl, I'm gonna try to extort another check out of Nick St. Clair. But as we know when we're trying to get to the bottom of a mystery i need to put this jersey on because that will magically be important as we saw in season one That
1: is a pattern you get your magical flash drive from your letterman's jacket but only if
0: archie puts it on you can't reach into pockets on things unless someone's wearing it (sighs)
1: so he gets his magical blazer
0: he does uh and and we, we we cut away for a bit alice wants to see Charles because of course she does and this she's scene. leaving Hal out of it which you know at least there's that you're missing some important context here Rob uh they,
1: please they open the scene cut to Betty dead asleep in her bed slowly waking up who's there sitting at the end of the bed like she's been there for goddamn hours
2: oh she has been
1: but Alice and uh pro tip this is why in two episodes when you hear Alice use the phrase, you know how I feel about locks? <laughs> this is probably why. Oh, Jesus Christ. She was just in there watching her sleep for God knows how long, waiting mm. for her to stir. Oh,
0: Alice. I wonder if I need to get any more fraudulent prescriptions for my child. <laughs> Remember that from like the first episode and it never came up again? Yep. Wow. Like that she was making her take Adderall. Yeah. just They just dropped that. It's fine, guys, whatever. Jughead sure still has that serpent's jacket on, you guys. The, again, the music
1: they play as he enters school with his serpent jacket on, like to project that he's such a badass and a rebel was so much, especially because I was thinking this is how he feels in his head, but every single person who sees him probably <laughs> thinks literally nothing of this. <laughs>
2: At most they're like, Eee, that's a bad idea.
0: But Reggie does want to fight him about this because he's because he's angry about how he can never not have an erection.
1: <laughs> well I that's love my Reggie, you That's guys. my
0: conception of Reggie. <laughs> but, he's, he is always fully erect. I really, and he's so mad. And I love him. Reggie
1: fronts, and then, like, Jughead responds like the hero out of a romantic-era novel by responding, You wouldn't understand. You have no conception of honor or courage or what it means to be true to
0: oneself. And then Reggie's like, Oh, yeah? Then we're gonna throw down... And so Jughead gets suspended over wearing the jacket while the fact that they were just having a punch out is just some detention. Uh Sure. Yep. That makes sense. uh,
1: I had a friend who got expelled over a a tiff like that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's it's weird that that was a lower infraction than wearing the jacket is all.
1: I warned Ah! you about that jacket, Jones. You take
0: it off right now or you're suspended.
2: I don't know. In a private school setting, that makes sense to me.
0: Again, yes. Thank you, Kat, for that insight. Yeah. Riverdale doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, no.
2: that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because like... all my public school experience
1: says they will shit can you for that. Yeah. I'm actually really buying into your theory here, Kat. Yeah. Like, it I... tracks.
2: As as someone who has gotten into physical scuffles at a private school, yeah, they never did much of anything to me there. I've maybe Yeah, because
0: gotten... like at my school you would have been fucking gone yeah you I would understand. have been gone yesterday and not coming back but i've
2: gotten like yeah. one suspension and it was for nothing related to anything like that uh right it was for um like for really bad shit that had that like impacted the school's sense of honor um, yeah yeah
0: not oh my god not
2: for any of the physical fighting in the hallway
0: Veronica seems to think that money can somehow fix this integration issue with the Southside students. And if we can do enough fucking makeovers, you guys, peace will prevail. Yep, that was a thing. She's like, we
1: just, we buy them new clothes and then it's solved.
2: Oh, Ronnie. Why is she like this? And
1: this starts to highlight the differential enforcement of the dress code, specifically for the Southside students. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to yeah. once we actually talk about the scene where they show up with no these kidding. new clothes.
0: Yeah. Alice and Betty go to meet Charles in just the seediest looking hell hole.
1: My favorite thing about this hell hole is there's the window where the receptionist is, yep. this gruff guy. And the window has a sign that says,
0: absolutely no dogs, no exceptions. <laughs> Cats are okay.
2: <laughs> That's good.
0: My headcanon for this is that dogs can sniff out drugs better than cats can. See, but who knows? I looked at that particular thing and I thought, the
1: art department's having fun on this one.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Charles, who prefers to go by chick, is visited by his sister and mom and throws the deepest, darkest shade at Alice, which, you know, good. And it's basically shown that he is some kind of definitely not very safe. Sex worker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's a sex worker who's working in a bad place that is not safe to work in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's in a very bad situation that is awful. And that's kind of where we leave that for now. Jughead's playing that Mortal Kombat 2 again at the Worm. And I just have to point out that we hard cut from Baraka versus Raiden to Jax versus Raiden like it's no big deal. <laughs> You're not getting that past me, Riverdale. <laughs> come on. Jughead calls the serpent jackets, his skin, their skins, and FP literally laughs at him and says, Wear the jacket after school, you dipshit And fortunately, (laughs) FP is able to also explain this lesson in the language that Jughead would understand by making a snake metaphor (laughs) and saying that serpents hibernate in the winter
1: And He <laughs> says, if, "I should you know." <laughs> he says, "Be a serpent after school, and then holds his hands up and makes finger fangs."
0: <laughs> and at this that's point, so, in an episode guys, that's that I'm not so
2: cute, <laughs> it's
0: here's at this point in an episode that I don't really love. I remember why I watch this You're show. Like,
2: yeah, right. Like, what cute goddamn parenting. <laughs> Everything and like about it. it's the only
0: thing that's gonna work on this dumb kid. <laughs> no,
2: he's just like <laughs> enamored and like, oh my fucking idiot child. <laughs> Let yeah. me explain this
1: through your specific
0: interest <laughs> that is the one focus in your life. Yeah, he like literally did the thing where he flips the chair around and sits on it Let except me it, rap worked. With you. Yeah. it worked.
2: It worked so cute. Oh God, I love F.P.s.
0: I love F.P. an awful lot.
2: (laughs) F.P.'s the only one that matters.
1: Fuck Oh, God. So Uh, if uh, let me stop for a minute and say, if Cheryl Blossom is the Vegeta of Riverdale, no contest. F.P. is the Piccolo. (laughs) He's the (laughs) Piccolo. Boom.
0: You're right. You're 100% right. right. It's the he's, best. He's no, so goddammit. it! You oh, listen to me, is, Gohan. Everything is everything is going into place. Serpents here. hibernate in the winter.
1: <laughs> oh
2: no!
0: Oh Jesus, that's amazing. Okay. Anyway, so in New York again. New fucking York, Archie visits Nick St. Clair. Who knows? Wearing Riverdale a... lives in a pocket dimension. Yep, exactly. Wearing a weird blazer and demanding double hush money, which Nick's like, yeah, whatever. It's just money. I'm rich. The checkbook's uh, in the drawer. Nick cries a ski accident and Archie's like not buying it, but Archie super overplays his hand. And Nick basically gets that something's up. Like Archie, you had one very easy job. But then Nick disparages Veronica, and Archie just straight starts dropping some face bombs on him, and it's so good, (laughs) because Nick's a piece of trash, and one of the only people bad enough to deserve the full force of Archie's idiocy. (laughs) Those
1: ice-breaking
0: fists. (sighs) (laughs) Here, Nick, I got a little icebreaker for you. Yeah, we a liked it. Um,
2: <laughs> it's, uh, so it is very satisfying to to see him pummeled. and it's I just love that they bring the actor back just to get
0: punched a bunch. Like, yeah. Anyway, Jughead is now wearing a denim bomber jacket. And Tony and Sweet Pea are wearing Riverdale High charity
1: polos. But Sweet Pea is wearing a horrific turtleneck under his. Yes. <laughs> he looks... So uncomfortable. It looks like he's dying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) poor baby. It is Um, so awkward. Like... (laughs) And apparently Fangs gets suspended for not accepting the no gang stuff rule. The thing is, they didn't say the no gang stuff. They said he didn't put those clothes on. Oh my god, that's so much... Even
1: stupider. That is, it's worse. Yeah. That is the deferential enforcement of the dress code I was referring to. Oh my god, that's If these bad. kids aren't wearing a uniform, they'll get expelled. Though, you can play fast and loose with the rules and wear whatever fucking turtleneck
0: you want under there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Great. Veronica gets a text from Nick, whose nose is busted. And by the way, yeah, as we've said, this was in New York. Now... At this point in the episode, first time through, I was like, wait a second, did Cheryl pay for the ticket? They explicitly don't have any money. Like, they don't have like the, the Blossoms don't mm-hmm. have money. That's their whole story right now. Did the fucking FBI pay for <laughs> Archie's ticket to go to New York and punch Nick Sinclair in the face? I think
2: that he just drove.
0: That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, maybe. Again, Again like, I'm assuming Where the hell is Riverdale? What I even think is it's going
2: in, on? Like Massachusetts or
0: Yeah, something. maybe so. That is my assumption
1: um, at this point. It has to be close
0: enough that you can make a quick drive to yeah. New York. Uh Cheryl says that she sent Archie there and apologizes to Veronica. But yeah, like at this point I was like, wait, where the fuck is Riverdale? And who, how did he get there? And like, why did this not take a bunch of time?
1: I have no answers for you, Rob.
0: <laughs> no, I know. No. I know. It's, and, nor it's does fine. Riverdale, frankly. Fuck no. Now we're, we're busy moving on to the next thing. But he goes on a mission, sees Chick straight just getting assaulted with a knife yeah, and pepper sprays a dude and away they go. So yeah, that place that he was in is as bad as it looked like it probably was. Veronica knows Archie is hiding something and Archie admits about the fact that Cheryl has Betty kiss blackmail photos, but doesn't talk about the FBI.
1: I do want to say one thing about Chick, by the way. The first time I watched this episode, I was a little bit tipsy and I was live tweeting just some of my generic reactions. And I distinctly remember seeing Chick for the first time and immediately just thinking this Dave Franco looking motherfucker. Yeah, a little bit. He embodies everything about Dave Franco in my mind that makes him look like a distinct person without actually (laughs) being Dave Franco.
0: Yeah, he's got, he has like some extreme cheekbone game. Mm -hmm. So Veronica's like really mad about the fact that Archie and Betty kissed and Archie's like, that was a crazy night. Literally forty minutes later, Black Hood was burying me alive, <laughs> and I fucking love that they can actually say that in this show. Uh huh. Like that—that's a real thing that happened. Yep. Veronica gamely tries to be okay with it and sort of plays Archie pretty hard by saying she's okay with it because she's being so honest, <laughs> Archie. So that was—that was interesting. Betty brings Chick home to the Cooper household. Instead of to the hospital, presumably because that's more dramatic. Like, he has a knife wound, but whatever, we'll just go home. It's fine. Ooh, I've seen knife wounds, and
1: they do not heal easy.
0: No. Go to the you, hospital. Go, yeah. No, go to the fucking hospital. I mean, there's been there's been some conspicuous not going to the hospital that has happened in Riverdale hey,
2: before. But then we'd have to, like, film a hospital scene. So yep.
1: We'd have to... Devise the internal logistics of running a hospital in the governmental system of Riverdale.
2: <laughs> Look, we've already been <laughs> to the hospital in Riverdale, and last I checked, it looked like the 1950s. It was like a it was whole, be,
0: um, Yeah, it was very yeah, odd. That's, so That's a weird situation. Jughead mm. starts what is promised to essentially be a Serpent's Dungeons and Dragons group. Yay! And first off, yes, my excitement can't be contained. But secondly, apparently this gambit convinces Fogarty to come back to school. Like, yes. well, okay, I was saying no to all this stuff, but now that there's a fucking D&D game, I'm back on I've it. I've been
1: jonesing for a D&D game for so long, Jughead, you know that.
2: Teens. Oh, my.
1: So, yep, and cool. I like how Jughead's pitch has to end with him saying, but really, this allows us to be serpents during school hours. We're like snakes hiding <laughs> in the tall grass. <laughs> and he's like, we get it, kid. We get it. You oh dork. God, you freaking goober.
2: I hope they all like it when he does that.
0: They probably
1: are all like, oh, my God. Because he's the new kid. He's still the new kid.
0: He is, he's yeah. going <laughs> so hard. And it's awful. Well,
2: But what if they do like it? What if they think it's cool? I I really
0: do praise (laughs) Cole Sprouse for the straight-faced cringe that he can achieve in this season. Only only
1: is he topped in straight-faced cringe by one Nathan Fielder.
0: Oh, God. Let's not even bring that up. (laughs) That man is evil, and I fear him. Cheryl gives Penelope the new hush money check, but Penelope doesn't want to stop her new vocation. And the show sort of frames it as like, maybe it's not even as much that she enjoys doing it as she enjoys upsetting Cheryl, which, honestly, that is true to her character. She sure does love making her daughter upset. But like, again, I don't don't much like the way that they handled this. Like, it's some big scandalous thing. Yes,
1: the way they handled this was bad, but
0: the costuming for Penelope was out <laughs> of this
1: world. She They've was drinking doing... wine out yeah. of a tiny little cup, like a tiny little baby wine cup. She yep. was wearing like a floral shawl, like kimono type thing over like a black top, and then she oh, was man. wearing an arm-length leather goddamn glove.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it was very good.
2: The that family dresses quite well. I, I mean, it's just, just, it's a different so its a different set
0: deck company and a different, like, wardrobe and everything for them, it seems. Just for lounging about, too.
2: Well, she's decided, she, I love that she's like, sex, sex work means a certain thing, and I have decided to live that lifestyle. And just went for it.
0: Yeah, she's committed, yeah. whole hog. Something's super wrong with Chick. His thousand-yard stare game is on goddamn point. Yeah. Important to note, like, credit to the actor like he really looks he looks very deeply traumatized yeah. and he's got some fucking walls up yeah. archie asks veronica why she never told him about nick she was ashamed for not seeing him for what he was which i think is sad because that's like a realistic thing that a person could feel guilty about even though they shouldn't and like i had a genuine moment of like feeling pretty bad for veronica about that so unexpectedly they got through a scene about a serious thing and like it was dramatic and serious (laughs) agent adams agrees to protect veronica as well as not overly involving fred and archie asks adams if he thinks they got the right guy on the black hood thing thanks show for like (sighs) dipping your dipping your pinky in that particular bath to see if it's the right temperature it's not (laughs) especially because we get
1: nothing out of agent
0: adams Archie's like, I've got some doubts. And then and then Agent Adams looks at the camera like he's trying to hold in a fart for like <laughs> three quarters of a second and we're done. Because again, it feels like they had another 13 episode season planned and then found out that they were going full length to 22 and they're like, oh shit, let's make some things up. And then we get a shot of Chick being incredibly goddamn creepy in Betty's room. And that's the end of the episode. People and loved Jughead talks about sleep. how maybe that maybe they invited a monster into their lives. The real subtle narration there the end the episode just
1: as soon as betty had led a monster into jail which is a place where bad people go when you find them <laughs> but also it was the jail for the dead because he was shot dead by <clears> Keller. <throat> she led another one perhaps into her home where she sleeps a monster <sighs> named chick
0: and again like Let's not try to think about the actual logistics of these Jughead narrations of when he is saying them, because like every single episode, it seems as though like what point in time and how much information he has to make these narrations is just completely different every time. Yes. um, It's bad, but. You guys, it's time for us to do our stuff. Oh wow! It's time for Riverdews, Riverdews, and Weekly Weird. This was the, the densest thing. episode. Like my notes in this episode are like I think about as long as the n- the notes for the other two put together. Like so much shit happened in this episode. It was dense, yes.
1: Yeah, I have heaps and heaps and heaps on the third episode.
0: But both, honestly, both the next two episodes feel more like an actual story than this, which is just like
2: a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Incremental development on 800,000 yeah. fucking storylines. They're,
1: they're starting a new thing and they are really sort of fumbling at the gate.
0: Well, yeah. they're just, you don't get to see any catches of balls in this juggling act. It was just literally like, here is a line of 40 balls and I will run down it throwing them into the air. Yes. And that was the episode. But there have been some good things in it. Who wants to go first in this this river? Dude? Uh, I guess I'll go.
1: Um, Do it. So, My River Due this week isn't something that feels like it actually pays off that much this episode, but bringing in Chick as a character and sort of starting to embroil him in all of this business is very interesting. They do throw a lot of interesting stuff out there, sort of out the gate with his living situation, with the fact that he was given the address of the Coopers and just drove by once and decided not to ever follow up. There's a lot that it feels like he can bring out in terms of challenging Alice on some of her stuff, but also specifically with playing this sort of ongoing flirtation that we've seen with Betty and like her quote-unquote dark side. It feels like Chick is a very good avenue to this, and he feels like a strong value add in an episode that ostensibly made a lot of (laughs) puzzling choices.
2: Mine is... um. So even though the internal the the world building logic behind the choice does does not feel sound, I uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that all of the Southside high kids are at Riverdale High, right? Because yes, because the, they've like even though it is a even though it shouldn't be a public high school and they should have their shit together with it uh it, it feels like they've always known what they want to do with Riverdale High more and they wanted to focus their storytelling there. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And when they took Jughead away, the the storytelling started getting really disjointed and it always felt like he was going to snap back to Riverdale High at some point anyway. And I am so thankful that when that happened we got all of the other characters there that I yeah, care about yeah. too.
0: Yeah, like he was away and he was away to pick up some cool new characters to throw into the mix. Right. So that was actually good. Yeah, yeah. we got all of oh, all yeah. of
2: these kids in our original location because like I I love all of these kids. So they're at one location now and hopefully that will stay stable forever and we'll just have yeah. these kids mixing it up in one central base. Um, that feels yeah. good.
1: Throwing all the kids into one pot... Is a very solid choice in terms of long term dramatic potential.
0: Yeah. I will fucking miss all the missed opportunities with the ghoulies, though. Yeah, me too. I that know
1: sucks. the everything about the ghoulies is a giant. My headcanon is still is
0: still that Jughead was beaten by a horny fish man.
2: <laughs> I hope they do something in Sabrina. Oh
0: God. Please. Ghoulies. So right. Uh so Runner-up Riverdue, for me, real quick, is just the appearance of Clive Barker's The Damnation Game in Mm, this episode, but that's not substantial enough to be the real one, just wanted to mention it. My actual Riverdue is FP dunking on Jughead, (laughs) and basically calling him a try-hard nerd about the whole serpents thing, because someone has needed to fucking say that, and like having it be one of my very favorite characters in the show was very satisfying to me. One of the biggest lessons that Jughead needs to learn is that the heart
1: of being cool is not trying so goddamn hard.
2: <laughs> oh, this little
0: No one tries as hard as him and it's awful.
2: It's it's so bad. His little like coming into the school and being like, "No, Reggie, I'm a hero." He just thinks so so hard and so much and i so went much to Southside
1: so, high for two months and now i know everything about <laughs> oppression
2: yeah yeah it's just oh
1: it, a, gets it's, it, uh, yeah, it gets so much worse too you white motherfucker
2: what a fucking idiot uh and it's it's good that fp isn't that at all yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Again, yeah, FP's honestly like basically pretty much my favorite character. Uh FP in this does show nothing wrong ever. So <laughs> He's so good.
2: It's nice that someone's that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I guess like Fred, Fred, also, Fred is also that. Yeah. I Fred's mean, he's up there in my favorite characters too, but FP's more entertaining. Yes. Yes. So uh, Especially
1: the ridiculous sexual chemistry he has with alice cooper we'll Just fucking as a cherry we'll get on top of everything to
0: that it's the best. um i hope that ship sets sail <laughs> uh, It's got right. such
2: a piece of shit i'm sure that people listening to this have already gotten there and they're like guys oh it, sure it will, because, like, no but like again this is an experience right. this is a
0: this is a document this is a documentation of our journey oh. uh
2: I really hope it does that's yeah I I have an OTP and it's that
0: yeah it's a good choice all right Quinn let's uh let's shuffle some shit oh boy river don'ts this is simple my river don't for this week
1: is the treatment of sex work particularly by Cheryl Blossom but a lot of it felt like it wasn't Cheryl and it felt like it was the The authors and the show dealing with it There can be a thing where sometimes a problematic element is present in fiction and it's a problematic stance by a character or a viewpoint that they have and that is interpreted as being an authorial intent thing. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like the show is really fumbling on their portrayal of sex work and it's demonizing and kind of harmful and I'm not here for it.
0: And it's not like we're living in a present legislative context that the world needs more stories that humanize sex workers or anything like that yeah god forbid uh bad 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 yeah
2: i mean i think i'm going to there's like other stuff there but i'm gonna jump in here and agree because like it's because it's introducing the chapter that is we're going to talk about sex work as a theme now so it's not like this is going away right it's
0: not no, just with it's Penelope, like, it's profoundly with Chick as well. negative on on both. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is like I don't know this could be an ongoing river don't for a while if we don't just yeah. spend a while talking about it I feel cuz like
0: the oh, more God, it comes the, up. Grun- the grundy cometh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, f-
2: yeah. It's the, just, just like a... here
0: let's have a really charged issue and handle it badly for a long time.
2: Great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. I have a lot of concerns. <sighs> I have so many
2: concerns, and that's I have more
0: than I did before, which was already several.
2: And they they could do something with it that isn't terrible, but I just don't trust them at all.
0: No. Right. I mean, why would you? Uh, And yet we keep coming back. We're part of the problem. Uh, (laughs) But I actually you've helped me out with those both of you because i had two things i literally couldn't like figure out which one was runner up and which one was river don't because they were both so bad so that was one of them obviously is the treatment of sex work the attitude that the script itself seems to kind of take The other one is Betty just being a giant piece of shit to Polly and guilting her about trying to get out of abuse, like getting out of an abusive situation, being all high and mighty and judgmental about it. That's not great. I was really mad. Like I was as I was saying to Quinn off mics earlier, it seems like if you don't have a penis as a character in Riverdale, you have no assurance of having a consistent characterization. Mm, And that sucks. Yeah. Rob, here's a thing that maybe you
1: don't understand, and that's that the penis is the moral compass of the human body.
2: It's fascinating too because it's like it's not even just the good characters; it's the bad characters too.
1: It's everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. The the penis points the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that the name of this episode? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so
0: yes, if you don't have that you are doomed to be internally inconsistent yeah because just as i've been saying ever since season one it seems like a lot of the female characters wildly change their characterization seemingly for no reason a lot Mm -hmm. and it just keeps happening and i'm not pleased
2: i can buy it with the coopers like i'm i'm fully on board at this point with the coopers being whatever because it does <laughs> Sure. <laughs> because like even though I know it's just bad writing, it feels like them.
0: It feels authentic. But
2: uh but it shouldn't be everybody. It shouldn't be No, especially
0: nobody. fucking Cheryl. No. Because like they're trying to do this specific kind of arc with her, yeah. and these vacillations are very destructive to the story they're they trying to tell when it they're it so me hard.
1: Off. It's so frustrating. For that redemptive arc to sort of occur. She's
2: yeah. so cool and they're just shitting all over it
0: she's driving that redemption highway with at least one completely flat tire and it sucks
2: she's acting it so well she's doing such a good job and then they just like keep she would themselves. kind of
0: unequivocally be my favorite character if they stopped this particular shit with her yeah um, absolutely and, and and like as it is it's like well she's up in the near the top but like what do i even actually know about her as a person like it's gonna change next week so
2: she's still that's
0: a that's truly unfortunate. Stock
2: and Josie, you know.
0: She still
1: has her signature Maybe, spider brooch. Maybe
0: if anything, if anything from that Halloween episode is real, mm-hmm. which is still something I'm on the lookout for. But I, I am here for Cheryl to get real gay. I mean, sure, like or anybody. Yeah. But yeah, that that's a river down. Uh, but let's let's have some fun now with the weekly weird. Yeah. So my weekly weird is
1: alliterative and that's agent adams yeah. and this whole fbi thing which comes out of left field and is just they just trip and spill their shit all over the place like so much spaghetti they are showing their whole ass right now like
2: their ass is out
1: it's mm. so much like it is oh we need something b- oh the fbi archie He's here, and
0: he's just going to tell you everything. It is the dumbest thing. It's, I, it's probably top five dumb for this show so I far, will be and that is a mighty
1: problem. I so happy if somehow we get to the end of this story arc with Agent Adams, and it turns out he was lying the whole time, and he has nothing to do with the FBI,
0: because <laughs> like, just fucking with that you, would kid. make the most sense.
2: It would. It would make the most sense, because this makes no fucking sense.
0: It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Good Weekly Weird. Good job. You did it. It's a lot. All right, Cat, how about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was going to be mine. So, let me think.
0: <laughs> I mean, we shared <laughs> that's a my adult. runner up Weekly Weird. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, let me think though, because there's there's more weird, you know. There's.
0: Do you want me to jump in yeah, with mine you got while if you, uh, while if you, you got think? it, I Cause, think? Because mine is eight hundred and fifty thousand percent the music sting and camera work for cool. Cheryl going down the stairs into that scene one. with the serpents, because that was just like nothing else that I've ever seen on television, much less Riverdale. And it just, <laughs> I have no idea, like. I literally can't conceive of how the people who made this show thought of and executed that scene. People collaborated over hours and hours and hours to make that. And that blows my mind. Who wrote that piece of music? Who scored that? (laughs) Hans Zimmer on speed. Yes. I guess... On jingle jangle.
2: (laughs) I guess... Mine is all of the logistics going into this school transfer.
1: <sighs> Fair. Yep. Again, the Byzantine construct <laughs> that is the Riverdale Probably legal some
0: bizarre Byzantine city ordinance that we couldn't possibly comprehend. Where did the other kids go? <sighs> the glue factory. <laughs> they had
2: to have gone to other schools. Did they go to Greendale? How big is Greendale? they just disappear
0: we'll get to it if we ever need to
2: were they killed what happened to them I oh God how many they're, kids...
0: they're on a nice farm upstate Kat. how
2: many how many kids were transferred here why don't the classes seem any bigger I just it doesn't really work now does it it just doesn't really seem to work
1: she picked only the students who were... Sevens, eights, nines, and tens, <laughs> yeah. and shipped them to Riverdale High.
2: Okay, but they didn't I, like, seem to add any temporary trailers while they figured out like classrooms. No, 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 no.
1: Cat, th- no. here's the I, here. Let me let me spell this out more okay. clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were not many attractive children attending <laughs> Southside High. <laughs>
2: oh. oh, okay. That you know, solves all this, the logistical problems. We've got it. We it. There just weren't that many hot kids.
0: <laughs> this episode, as well as the other ones we're talking about today, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this feels distinctly like a very, very high performing, good ratings, mainstream primetime network television show is doing a filler arc. <laughs> yeah. How is this happening? I never
1: expected that Riverdale and the Curry of Life would be a thing, but here we are.
0: R- Riverdale, the Garlic Jr. Saga. <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's been Riverdews and River Don'ts for, for this particular episode. It's It's not going to get less weird. It's not. Guys, I'm excited for the next one. It's going to amp it up.
1: Get oh, ready for the me ram.
0: <laughs> Prepare for wrestle boys.
1: <laughs> Take off your shirts and get out your body oil. We're not recording an intimidating video. We're going to the mats this week. <laughs>